The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome to this episode of Hunting Home with Blake Hunter. Blake is a realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate with offices in Council Bluffs, Iowa and Omaha, Nebraska. Blake, thank you so much for your time and thanks for bringing a guest into the studio. I love it when you do these on these days. Yeah, you bet. We got a great guest today. I think that's going to answer a lot of questions that people have about the market, um, why this is different. This current market is different from 2008, why things are going in a different direction. And uh, I'm going to really turn things over to Dylan to kind of talk about those things. I get these questions all the time. And so that's why it's really great, like I've mentioned before, to have a good resource, someone to turn to and say, here's the facts, take them and run. Dylan Dowland is with Neo Home Loans. He's a mortgage advisor. Dylan, thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. And yeah, from the layman standpoint, Okay, I see some similarities, but that's not necessarily the case, huh? No. Well, and, and you know, that's what the media, that's what they're all about, right? Fear sells, unfortunately. You oh, know, that's to, true. To drive clicks and drive profits, that's kind of what they're about. And, you know, if, if you look through history of kind of what the media said, and it, it, it kind of has everyone that we speak with kind of paralyzed, um, to be honest. You know, they don't know what to do. They, they read these headlines, you know, rates are going up. Uh, this is another bubble that we're in. But really, when you lay down, you know, you lay out the facts um, for clients, and you can kind of let them make their own decisions. You know, I believe my role as a mortgage advisor is more educating and letting people come to their own conclusions and removing that fear and getting them off the fence. And even if it's whether they choose to buy or not, you know, I don't want them stuck in that what if zone or should I or should I not? You know, I'll let them come to that conclusion. I'll just provide all the information and education I can to help them come to that conclusion, really. So, Well, and you want it to come from a position of knowledge, not exactly. necessarily wonder and uh, not understanding what's actually going on. Right. Yeah. R- remove all the, you know, the, the emotions that go into that decision and, and kind of just, yeah, like you said, yeah, remove, removing the fear really to, to make them come to a, a more complete conclusion. So I think a really good place to start and really has everything to do with where we are today is inventory and households. Right. And so Dylan shared some really good charts with me in the past where, you know, just explain to the listener where we're at on inventory compared to where we were in 2000, 2008 or 2007, 2008. And then at the same time, how many more households we have creating that demand. That's what changes today's market. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's basic supply and demand, right? Obviously in 08, I won't dive into the whole lending guidelines that have changed because those have drastically changed, but simply just just break it down into simple supply and demand. So let's just run through some numbers here. So, you know, back in 08, we had roughly 4 million homes on the market. So inventory was at all time high. Today we have, and it was just under 4 million. Today we're just over 1 million. So there's about two and a half million less homes on the market today than there was in 08. So there's our inventory piece. Now, how about our demand, right? So we have 14 and a half million more households, meaning potential buyers, than we did in 2008. So we have a drastic increase in population and far fewer homes on the market than we did 
back then. So that's how you know you're not in a bubble really when you have that high of demand, right? So you have all, it's similar to inflation. You have all these dollars chasing one product. When you have all these buyers wanting one thing, a home, the price for that home is going to go up, which we saw over COVID years. It's basic supply and demand. So when you lay out those numbers, you know, it's it's hard to hard to argue that. Yeah. And then on top of that, with what happened in 2008, we quit building homes. Yep. So we're on this shortage and we're just, cha- we're just chasing all the time. We can never catch back up to create that supply that can meet this demand. So that kind of adds to the whole issue we're having today. Right. And, you know, after 08, builders are kind of got scared to get back in the market, right? They, they took a hit, um, especially over COVID, you know, the price of lumber, things like that. I mean, and even nowadays, you, you don't see... N- first-time homebuyer homes being built anymore, right? Any new construction, you know, going over in West Omaha is 600,000 plus. Well, we need to get first-time homebuyers into the market, right? But it's just right now we're, we, we have an affordability problem, right? We have not only high purchase prices, but high interest rates. Yep. So it's, it's not a, you know, high rates, rates will come up and come down, right? You look over the past 30 years and the 80s rates were up in the, you know, 18%, right? So it's not a high rate, and, you know, prices tend to just keep going like this. But when you put the two together, it's really an affordability problem. Mm-hmm. But but the common misconception, everyone says, well, I'm not buying because the rates are high. And it goes, well, you know, is it, is it really just the rate itself or are there other factors? You know, and, and I believe it, it's it's really affordability is is the problem right now that's preventing people to, to buy. Yeah, definitely people, you know, looking at that monthly payment. And we've talked about, you know, when rates are at three and a half percent, how much more home someone can afford um, right. to when they're at six and a half percent. And I think that people, you know, really figured that out. I don't think people realized how much percentage could change their monthly payment, um, especially, you know, when you're looking at a five or $600,000 house. Totally. Um, so what do you think is besides the media, you know, people li- hearing all these negative things on the news, you know, what do you think besides affordability? Like what are some common questions you get from people um, about kind of the future and what are their concerns? Yeah. So, uh, for, for example, I get this asked a lot. I had an insurance agent in my office this morning. He said, so what are, what are rates doing or what are rates looking like for the next six to 12 months? So that, that's what everyone wants to know. What, what's your rate today? I go, well, that's, that's kind of a loaded question. There's a lot of things that go into an interest rate, right? But so I, I think the number one thing to understand, because everyone wants to know what rates are doing, I think the number one thing to know is what actually drives the, a mortgage rate, Right. Everyone hears, and again, I tie this back to the media, oh, the Fed is raising rates. And, and uh, Fannie Mae actually did a survey where uh, on consumers, people like you and I, your average daily consumer uh, in the market. And the, the, this number blew my mind. In that survey, 94% of people surveyed thought mortgage interest rates were going to rise in 2023. Why is that? Well, every headline article you read is the Fed is raising rates. Well, they're not raising mortgage interest rates. They're raising the federal funds rate, which is a, a 24-hour interbank rate. It affects things like auto loans, credit cards, home equity lines of credit, right? Now, they, they are doing that, and they'll meet again on February 1st, and they might raise another 25 basis points. Um, right now, the federal funds rate is it's in a range. It's between four and a quarter and four and a half. But what, what the Fed is doing by raising that rate is they're trying to lower inflation, right? So inflation is crazy high right now. 
what drives a mortgage rate? Inflation. So if you understand that as inflation comes down, so do mortgage interest rates, you realize what, you know, you basically can predict the future, you know, right? To a certain degree. <laughs> but, you know, we've already seen consecutive since um, I follow where we follow the mortgage-backed securities chart every morning. We, we watch this morning update. And October 21st was the peak of mortgage interest rates. Since then, we've seen a gradual improvement. Now it's kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster up and down, but it's you know not a straight line for improvement. But you know, so I tie it back to that survey, and I go, man, if I could just show everyone that was surveyed this chart of what mortgage rates have done, they've improved, and they're going to continue and improve. And but you know, myself and many other um, economists that I follow and mortgage you know professionals think by probably by mid 2023 we could see rates at five percent, if not even lower. But again, I also get asked, you know, not only what are rates going to do, but are we in a housing crisis? And I say, oh, we're in a crisis for sure. And they go, wait, really? You, you, you think so? I go, yeah, but we're in an information crisis. We're not in a housing crisis, right? People are just misinformed. They don't have access to all this information. You know, it, I, I look at it every single day. Not everyone... You know, it's not the most fun thing to do to watch the mortgage-backed securities chart every morning, you know. But having access to that information and, you know, seeing a a media headline and then showing what's actually going on with the numbers, it's people are like, oh, my gosh, wow. You know, I had no idea. So I really try and transition, you know, myself out of a, you know, we don't even like saying the word sales role, but just simply educating and, and removing the fear uh, yeah. of what's really going on right now. Well, and the thing is, I mean, the facts are the facts. If if the interest rate is 6.5% and you can't afford that monthly payment, you can't afford that monthly payment. I mean, it is what it is. But also understanding what some of this means and having people in your corner that can explain it to you is a huge benefit. And just knowing some of these simple things, even for myself as a real estate agent, um, and being able to explain this to customers and clients is it can literally change how they feel about what they're doing. So my next thing, and and I get this all the time too, is what do you tell people that say, you know, well, we were kind of in the housing market, but we're going to wait. We're going to wait a year and see what happens. We're going to wait till the rates come down. We're going to wait till maybe there's less competition. What do you say to those people? I'm glad you asked because I was going to jump in and and stop you anyway and and tackle that point because that's that's another huge conversation piece, right? So, and and back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, okay, yeah, everyone was at a 3% rate. Well, you were also competing with 20 offers on a home. I remember I had clients that that had put in an offer on 20 different homes and just got burnt out. And they said... Mm-hmm. Dylan, I, I, I'm beat. Like I, I'm tired of doing this. You know, then you have to deal with appraisal gaps, things like that. So, when people ask me, "Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for rates to come down," I ask them, "Well, what's going to happen when rates do come down?" And they sit there and go, "Well, people want to buy." I go, "Exactly." I go, "Your competition," and based on the number of conversations that I have, where everyone says the same thing, I go, "I hear it daily." I go, "Did you know you could get into a house right now?" With an interest rate, even if the market rate is four percent, a rate of or sorry seven percent, a rate of four percent using a buy down. So right now you can get seller credit. You can negotiate with sellers and and get a deal. Houses are on a bit of a sale right now. We don't see it really a whole lot in our market. Um, you know our our market doesn't fluctuate a whole lot here in the Midwest. But you know as a realtor, I'm sure you've seen. Um, 
prices kind of come down a little bit, homes on the market a little longer. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, um, I'm very realistic when it comes to these things. And I, it actually kind of bugs me sometimes when I see there's truth to it, but there's also um, some fiction when you see a chart that's like, well, I could, you could have bought this house, you would have paid, you know, 475 for this house at this point with a three and a half percent interest rate. And now you're going to pay 400 for it and at a 7%. Well, that's not always necessarily the case. We're not seeing $75,000 price swings, right? I mean, houses are, the prices are still great. It's still a great time to sell. We haven't seen a, a shift to be really in a buyer's market at all, but you do have more opportunity to negotiate as a buyer for sure. Yes, you may not have to go over asking price. You might be able to offer asking price, maybe get it slightly under asking price, get a home inspection, get the get the things that are important for a buyer to make sure they're making a good investment. And if you have the opportunity to, to do a buy down to ref, you know hopefully refinance here in the future at a lower rate, you know, maybe it is a better time. And ultimately, what I always tell people is you know, it's really hard to time the market. So do what you need to do. It's it's impossible. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Do you need to move right now? Do you want to move right now? Can you afford it? Um, if all those things are in place and you're trying to, you know, time half a percent in the market on an interest rate, it's pretty hard to do. And then also timing, finding the right property. And so find the right property. If everything else is in line, you know, talk to talk to someone like Dylan that can help you out with, you know, mortgage advice. I'm curious if you get the price locked and this is what would make sense to me. I'm a novice, but if you get the price locked in, you get the house bought and then there is a huge shift in interest rates. Don't you just refinance? You just refinance. Right. And worst case, say rates, you know, people were saying rates are going to 10%. Okay. Well you, you locked in at a, even though you're at a seven, you're better than a 10%, right? And you have the home and you start building appreciation gains. You're building equity, yeah, I think a, a big thing people miss as well, you know, just owning real estate and using that as a vehicle to drive, you know, financial success is, I mean, just, just owning real estate. You know, you have obviously, like we said, appreciation gains. But another thing I think people miss is paying that principal balance on your home. Every time you make a mortgage payment, it's like paying yourself. I call it a forced savings account, right? You're taking money from your right pocket and putting it in your left pocket. And at a future time, you can access that equity. So not only is your house gaining value, you're paying down your principal balance and just building more and more equity in that home. So, yep, exactly right. And, you know, a lot of the people that have these questions and, you know, you would expect them to have these questions are your first time buyer that are currently renting. And, you know, those are the people that don't have any equity to pull out of another property, you know, as a down payment. And so they are, they're really looking at that interest rate and they're really looking at current home prices and they're, they're, you know, I had the same people get burned out after writing offer after offer, wait another year, or just say, Hey, I don't, I feel like I'm just going to wait because I don't like how things are going right now. And, you know, the bad thing is, is they lost out on a pretty good chunk of equity that they gained, they would have gained in the last 12 months. So yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and touch on this this chart. I know you've seen this presentation that we put on. We call it Realtors in Recessions and kind of, you know, help educate our, our realtor partners on what's going on so they can kind of help educate, the you know, their clients and people they speak with. Because, again, I just feel like it's a total information crisis. But in this chart here that, that's part of our presentation, it's over six years. And this is based on a $300,000 purchase price home. I won't read all the headlines, but 
I'll give you a couple examples. So October 2015, media headline, Housing Today, a bubble larger than 2006. Well, that year there was an average nationwide appreciation rate of 5.1%. On a $300,000 purchase price, that's $15,000. I'll read another one, um, my favorite one, November 2017. Uh, Home ownership doesn't build wealth, study finds. That year there was a 6.1% appreciation rate, average, and that's $20,000. Now, we jump forward to July 2021. If you were to listen to the media and not buy, you would have lost out on $222,000 in strictly appreciation. That doesn't include what I referenced before, you know, paying down your principal balance. So media, homeownership doesn't build wealth. Well, I know if I had $222,000 in, you know, appreciation on my home, I would feel pretty comfortable. Or at least, you know, as we go through what people might say recession, at least maybe sleep a little bit better at night knowing I, I own a property, I have this equity. Rather than paying rent, you're not, you know, we call that a 100% interest rate, right? So you know, with all that being said, you know, those first time home buyers, you know, and, and I just read a, a quote from the assistant uh, housing secretary, former, sorry. And he said, this might be our last opportunity for what we consider a buyer's market in today's world, just because as rates come down, the competition comes back. So if you can, or if you're on the fence, now might be your last chance to negotiate with that seller, get seller credit. Those first-time homebuyers might need that seller credit. I don't know how many, you know, obviously need, they don't have the equity from the sale of a home or those proceeds from a sale. So so they need that help with, you know, and, and again, there's first-time homebuyer programs, things like that. But I'm afraid that seller credit buy-downs, that they will slowly go away as we see competition come back to the market and rates, you know, continue to decline and home prices, unfortunately, start uh, creeping back up on us. Yep. They, they, uh, it's hard to make houses overnight. So, you know, it's something that we're going to deal with long-term and see the effects of long-term. Um, so someday we'll have you back in here, Dylan. We'll talk about buy-downs because we, yeah, we, we yeah. brought that up. I think that's important for people to know. But really wanted to just – I thought this was really important to bring Dylan in today and talk about the information crisis. Um, I think he's got some really good points. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me or reach out to Dylan Draveland at uh, Neo Home Loans. He'll he'll help you out. And also uh, Blake Hunter, realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate Offices in Council Bluffs and Omaha. Thank you both, guys. It's, uh, I could sit here and seriously, I got all of these questions bouncing through my head, and I understand that, all right, we're not going to do a three-hour podcast. So <laughs> We can sit here all day, trust me. Absolutely. <laughs> And we thank you for listening to this episode of Hunting Home. New episodes released each week. Until next time, take care.